A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. No matter what I do, all I think about Snatch Butte. Cream my neck and serum too, you know I'm crazy for Snatch Butte. No matter what I do, all I think about Snatch Butte. Even when I sunscreen too, you know I'm crazy for Snatch Butte. Yes, welcome everybody to Snatch Butte. Welcome to Snatch Butte. The Beauty Comedy Podcast, where we laugh, we cry, and we cream. And today we might be doing a little smoky smoky as well. Welcome to Natchview. That is a Grammy Award winning song, Kelly Rowland and Nelly. For those who don't know, and I did look it up, it has won a Grammy. Very exciting. Speaking of winners, my guest today... Oh, first I should tell you who I am, in case this is your first episode of Natchview. Hello, I am... Your host and your guy, Jackie J, also known as the Beauty Talk Shock Jock, your queen of creams, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your kooky southern aunt. Welcome to Natchview. Now let's get to my guest who is also on the West Coast, honey, representing the Bay Area, so weedy. I am so thrilled today to discuss the topic of marijuana, cannabis, weed, reefer, the green stuff, whatever you want to call it. My guest today is a cannabis entrepreneur that focuses on pot education for women. I found this to be such a fascinating topic, a topic that doesn't come up on Nashville very often, and something that I feel we could all learn from. As someone who went into marijuana use in my youth with no guidance and a lot of trial and error, to say the least, I thought, This is something that I could really get into and discuss with someone passionate in this field. Cannabis as self-care, cannabis as a healing tool, many other things. My guest today is the host of the How to Do the Pot podcast, your friend in weed, a curly-haired queen, also a mama. Please welcome my guest today, Ellen Scanlon. Ellen, welcome to Natch Butte. Thank you for having me. So happy to be here. I'm so thrilled to discuss your passion with you. And we're going to ask about your beautiful curly hair at some point as well. But first, let's get to the warm-up questions that every guest gets. The first question, Ellen, what type of skin do you have? Well, I've listened to your show and and heard how other people have answered this. And Mm -hmm. you allow for a wide range. So I'm going to go with freckles. My skin is freckled. (laughs) You know, I can't tell over the Zoom, but I love a freckled pun. Yep, I've always had freckles and I think they're sort of distinctive. They save you sometimes if your skin isn't feeling great and then other times you sort of never have that porcelain look, but I have tried to embrace them and yeah, I have freckles. I love that answer. When you were younger, did you ever were you ever like, "Oh, I wish I didn't have these?" Oh, yes. Definitely. I <laughs> definitely that. Because I feel like all the girls without freckles now paint them on. We always want one we can have. <laughs> it's very silly. Okay, my next warm-up question. Ellen, take us back. Do you remember the first beauty product that you ever bought or used? 
I love beauty products. So it is a very full list in my head, but the one that stands out as the most exciting for me, and I, I really still think I can remember it, was the Clinique three-step system. Yep, yep. That comes up a lot. That's it's a very, very powerful answer. Yes. <laughs> the dramatically different moisturizer, the toner, and that little bar of soap. It just it felt so easy, but mm-hmm. also sophisticated. And I think I also got some black honey lip gloss, yes. which was a, a favorite for many years. It is. It's having yes. a renaissance. It was a favorite for many years. So those stand out. I also was really into Carmex, mm-hmm. which I now hate. I hate the way it makes my lips feel. And I think that I've, because once I stopped using Carmex, I realized lip products didn't always have to do terrible things to your lips. Now I'm super sensitive. I can't wear certain brands of lipstick I used to like. And so I've found, I think, healthier things, but yeah, I was very into Carmex. Yes. I think I was too. And I've read so many nasty things about Carmex, how it actually injures your lips temporarily so that you keep using it. It's got lanolin in there. I'm not a fan of that. No, ingredient. But, you know, listen, we were all just trying to get through the 2000s, weren't we? And the 90s. Okay, Ellen, I have, I'm going to add an extra bonus question for you because I'm just so curious and you don't know this one. Who's the celebrity people tell you you look like? Because I'm just very curious looking at you right now, what people tell you. What people tell me in college, people used to say I look like the Noxima girl, uh, who's okay. an actress named Rebecca Gayhart. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a, a model from the seventies named Marissa Berenson. Okay. If you know her, she was sort of an Andy Warhol's crew okay. and uh, granddaughter of Elsa Chaparelli, the fashion designer. So those are the two that people have told me. Yeah. I don't know. Who do you, who are you seeing? I'm getting, I'm getting Farrah Fawcett. Oh, wow. Have yes. Have you ever gotten Thank that? You. No, but oh, wow. Honey, you've got the megawatt <laughs> smile and the blonde curls. I'm like, honey, she's a Charlie's angel over here. This is the, uh, becoming my best <laughs> favorite interview ever. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I don't know. I, I'm seeing it. That's why I was curious. Great answer. Okay. My second bonus warm up question for you. And this might be a, a very loaded question. Do you have a Stay favorite minutes. strain of weed? I do. Do. Um, I like a lot of strains, but I think that the best way to answer this question is with the weed that just makes you feel like the most amazing and wonderful. And there is a strain called Acapulco Gold. Okay. And it's just like a summer fun, makes you feel happy. The last time, last summer, when I was able to get together with friends after such a long time, I brought it on a boat and everyone on the boat was kind of having a little bit. You only need a little bit. It's strong, like one or two hits from a joint. It's really fun. It just, I think of it as like the classic way that I like to think about being high, which is you feel creative and happy and you're so like so much love for your friends and the people around you. And Acapulco Gold is that one for me. What a great answer. I feel like I'm on the boat with you right now. I feel like I'm <laughs> it right was there. amazing. Believe me, during dark days of COVID, that, that boat day stands That's right. Out. We have to cling on our boat days, don't we? <laughs> okay, last warm-up question, Ellen. This is Natural Beauty. We celebrate our natural beauty here. What is the most beautiful thing about you? 
probably my hair. I I have a lot of blonde curly hair and it's pretty distinctive. It's high maintenance and much like freckles, it's one of those things that can be hard, but my son actually has a little bit of curly hair now. So I kind of see it through different eyes. And so I really am trying to just, I have it, I embrace it. And yeah, I think my hair. It's fabulous. I can see it right here serving. (laughs) It's giving Farah. It's giving me Farah and we love Fabulous answers, Ellen. Let's get into cannabis. Do you have a preferred term? Because I know I've heard all kinds of stuff. I know your podcast is called Do the Pot, but I've spoken with some people in the industry who prefer cannabis, who prefer it being called ganja or weed or whatever. Is there a term we should call it for the rest of the interview? I like cannabis. Okay, yeah. It's the name of the plant. You know, Mm -hmm. it kind of just keeps it simple and it covers... CBD, THC, the plant, it has so many different constituents. And so it might just be an easier way for us to, to yes. keep it clear. All right. Moving forward, everybody, it's cannabis. Okay. Keep up. Speaking of which, we have a series on my podcast called Weed Words for exactly this reason, because yes. there are so many words that you think you know, or maybe you know, you should know what they mean, basically. And many people don't. We have one on CBD, paranoia, the munchies, and we are releasing a new one on the word marijuana, which is actually a pretty loaded word. So okay, that coming perfect. Out. This is important. And I agree. We should all educate ourselves on the vernacular we choose. And that's in all categories in life. Sometimes we don't know what we're saying. We're just saying things we've heard repeated over time. So Great, Ellen. Great point. Everybody check out how to do the pot. But first, Ellen, we're going to talk on Nashville. I would love to hear how you got into cannabis and the and your career trajectory in it becoming your passion and profession. I feel a lot of people don't make that happen. So I'm very curious how it all began. Well, I've always liked weed, mm-hmm. but healthcare challenges are actually what really kind of brought me to the industry. In 2010, I was in a bad bike accident and I broke 16 of my (gasps) teeth along with like several other injuries. And I had a really tough recovery and I did everything the doctors told me to do. And I don't take pain medication very well. So I took Advil, which I thought was the right thing to do. If you've ever broken a tooth, very painful. Each tooth, you have to imagine like three dentist appointments to fix it and thousands of dollars. And so it was a very stressful and painful period. And I started having side effects from the medicine that I was taking and I wasn't getting better. I ended up having surgery and my stomach was completely destroyed basically by all of the Advil, which I had no idea that I was doing anything damaging to. And I I just wasn't getting better. And I started doing things like going to a second opinion uh, with a doctor and, and really trying to connect dots. I worked with an acupuncturist. I started to understand sort of what holistic as a word even meant, like all the system, all the pieces are mm-hmm. part of a system and just needed to, to start taking more control of my own health so that I could get better, which I ultimately did. And then I wanted to have a baby a few years later, and I was having what you call unexplained, what is technically called unexplained infertility. No one could tell me what was wrong. Three and a half years, and I finally was told that it's very likely that I had endometriosis. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that was. (laughs) And I was able to have my son through IVF, and it was after I had 
gotten my period after having him that I started to just understand endometriosis and pay more attention to it. And I, in order to be diagnosed with endometriosis, which one in 10 women have, you have to have surgery. So I've never had surgery, but when I spoke to my doctor after having my son, she said, your period might change. And so prior to having my son and this whole time I had endometriosis and didn't know it, I would have incredibly bad cramps, terrible. I was in labor for 13 hours. The first 10 were not that different from a bad month. And I'm curious I, if, if this is too personal, I cut it. Did you do an epidural saying that you have issues with pain pills? Because I'm the same. Uh, I'm allergic to a lot of opioids, so I'm scared to have one. Oh, I don't want to like be sick and throwing up during my birth. Yeah, I was and itching all over and all that crap. Yeah, yeah, I was. Man, nobody tells you this shit. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Um, the drugs are really hard, and yeah. there was a study that came out actually in 2020 from Berkeley and the University of Chicago that 80% of women have been overdosed on drugs. And so yeah, the dosage, doesn't surprise like, me. women, you know, drugs aren't tested on women. And this is one of the reasons that I think so many women are interested in cannabis because they may be getting relief from the drugs that they are taking that have been prescribed to them, but they're having really significant side effects. Mm-hmm. And cannabis is a medicine that's showing promise for pain, for anything related to inflammation, and you don't have side effects. I take CBD for pain with my period now, and some months that means a suppository and a tincture and even a CBD vape pen and all kinds of things. But I don't get as sick as I did when I would take Midol. Right. You know, there are a lot of issues with women's health, and I think that cannabis is showing a ton of promise for issues that disproportionately affect women. Yeah. I totally off-railed your question. Basically, this is postpartum. You're seeing the doctor. You're getting treatment for, I'm assuming, your endo pain. Yes. Is that how this started, the the cannabis journey? No. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) I was still listening to doctors exclusively then. Yeah, yeah. But I was really interested in cannabis. And I'd been working for a women's healthcare company. And and so I just decided to start a business with a friend and we started it with a podcast. And the reason for starting a podcast is that we wanted to reach women all across the country and be able to share the things that I live in California. California has had medical cannabis since 1996, legal cannabis since 2016. And there are a lot of things that just a time does in the cannabis industry. And so all of these states that are newly coming online, it's just going to take a little bit of time to figure it out and get the wheels in motion of the industry. And so in that time, I really want to help women so that the first time that they make that purchase, they know what they want to buy. They know they have a really much better sense of what it's going to how it's going to make them feel. Mm -hmm. And you can just decide whether you like it instead of weed doesn't come in a baggie anymore. It's very, it can, you you can really dial in how you want to feel, but you have to know a couple of things in order to do that really well. Yes. A hundred percent. And as I said, in the intro, I going into my cannabis journey, I had no clue what I was doing and I would have been lovely to have somebody guiding me through it and giving me any kind of education on the subject because I definitely didn't have that. 
And it's wonderful. So we love that. Great, Ellen. Uh, are you high right now? Just curious. <laughs> I'm not, but I do take CBD daily. Mm-hmm. And when I'm having like an extra stressful day, I like a tincture with maybe a mm-hmm. 20 to one kind of ratio. I think of CBD as a vitamin. It just happens to be part of the cannabis plant. And so it interacts with what's called your endocannabinoid system, which is the system in our body we all have that um, creates balance and homeostasis. So CBD for me really helps me to feel more balanced and just more even with all of the different things that are going on in in everybody's days these days. And and CBD famously does not have a psychoactive effect. So Right. Non-intoxicating and non-habit forming. The World Health Organization has come out and said that it's very benign. And so that's really why I do think about it more like a vitamin. And it's a wonderful way. It's a wonderful thing to combine with THC um, Mm -hmm. because it has balancing effects there. And and my favorite kinds of cannabis actually have both. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the polarization because I feel, now listen, I'm like you, I'm a Cali gal myself, born and raised in Texas though, and Texas is unfortunately, it's really not looking good for them to get legal marijuana anytime soon. But I feel, I've found that it's extremely polarizing to people. Some people are like, oh, it's great. And some people are like, I hate it. I want it nowhere near my state. I don't want it anywhere near me. The country, each state is just, it feels this way. Why do you feel this is? Is there still a stigma attached to cannabis? Obviously, a lot of people don't know about CBD. They don't know about the different areas and genres. But why do you feel this polarization exists? Or maybe you feel like it doesn't. Well, because the last two years, I haven't spent a lot of time outside of California. Mm -hmm. And the, the numbers tell you that two-thirds of the country believes that cannabis should be legal for medical or for adult use. So mm-hmm. that's a huge, huge shift from even just a few years ago. Yeah. During the pandemic, can- cannabis was, was deemed an essential service. So in states where it's legal, it was open along with grocery stores and pharmacies because people needed to get the medicine mm-hmm. that helps them to get through the days. So I think that went a long way to being sort of an official sounding change in people's tone toward cannabis. I think that I went to college uh, in Virginia, which is a newly legal state, kind of shockingly, but with a lot of people from the South and and the South is sort of the, the place in the country that doesn't have a lot of legal cannabis. And thinking about Texas, the people that I talk to in Texas, I think that cannabis is one of those things that surprisingly, the data tells you that people on all different sides of the political spectrum like weed and believe in it. So that's that's, good to hear. That's what I hear. I mean, I I think if you've had a bad experience, if you go to Texas and you get caught with a little tiny spliff, you're going to jail. Ask Willie Nelson. He's been arrested like 14 times. And that just highlights how different things are state to state. I mean, in an incredible, incredible way that people, there are 40,000 people still in prison for cannabis crimes in the U.S. And it's legal for anyone over 21 in 19 states. Wow. It's fucked up. (laughs) It's fucked up. Oh, yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Well, okay, my next question for you. I read in your reviews of your podcast, somebody said there's literally no pot question that you can't answer. And I know you've answered this question before, but I feel this is important because, again, if you don't have the education, you can overdose and get a little too crazy. I've had several experiences overdosing on, I'm talking, I'm not talking about CBD here. I'm talking about THC. I've had, is there getting too high? You got too high. I got, because I got high, because I, I was at Disneyland I took way too much. It was a pretty, pretty terrible experience. Is there anything we can do if we're too high, Ellen? Is there something we can do? Okay, please tell me. I I hope this doesn't happen to me again, but this might happen to one of my listeners. So what do we do if we get too high? I don't want anyone ever to feel too high. It's the worst feeling. It's the worst feeling. So there is this Try it at Disneyland. Try it at Disneyland and call me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I think when most people think of being too high, you get really anxious. Mm -hmm. So it's just so much anxiety. It's a terrible, terrible feeling. And depending on how you've taken it, if you've eaten it, that can last six to eight hours. I drank it. It can last a long time. Yeah, it was intense. I don't want anybody to feel that way. So what you need to do is buy a CBD oil tincture and you can buy it anywhere online. CBD is legal in all 50 states. Have the oil tincture around, get full spectrum, buy from a woman-owned brand, Mm -hmm. (laughs) do your research and Mm -hmm. find a great great CBD company. And if you feel too high, take a dropper. They come with little droppers, put it under your tongue for 60 seconds and you'll feel less high in about 15 minutes. Wow. Where were you on that fateful day at Joe Tortillas in downtown Disney, Ellen? I don't know, but that would have been helpful. CBD oil tincture. It's magic. Do you have one offhand that you recommend or that you endorse? Because my honeys are always looking. We love a woman-owned brand. And there's so much CBD saturation in the market now. It's everywhere. So it's hard to navigate the space. Yeah. There's a great woman-run brand called Equilibria. Prismatic Plants is another one. Juna. East Fork Cultivars is not women-owned, but that's a really nice CBD company with the two brothers up in Oregon. Those okay, are, those are, yeah, those are my medicine cabinet staples. Great. We love. Do you know why we get the munchies? Slash, what's your favorite high food? We get the munchies because cannabis actually makes food taste and smell better. Mm-hmm. Like the action of getting the munchies is a little bit in your head. Okay. <laughs> Because people sort of have, especially if you are kind of coming, if you're not that familiar with the plant, or maybe you don't consume it that often in your head, you're like, Ooh, weed and food. And because it makes food taste and smell better, you probably have a good memory of having cannabis and having food. And so people put them together and maybe you just have fun and indulge and it's so delicious. So 
that's the way it happens. You can plan a little, like maybe mm-hmm. make something delicious because it's going to make food taste and smell better. <laughs> yeah. My favorite munchie is frosted mini wheats. It always has been. I love yeah. it. <laughs> can I tell you that I've been eating frosted mini wheats, not the regular version. I've been eating like a hippie version from Sprouts or something every day for about two weeks now. It's one of my pregnancy foods. It's so good. And, and I, I haven't really had it in years. Person. I don't know why I got, I was walking down the shelves and I wasn't high and I was just like, oh, that might be good. And now I just keep eating them because they're so good and they're high in protein and fiber. And you're getting, you're getting milk, which I don't know if you drink a lot of milk. I, during pregnancy, the weirdest things happened to me and I yeah. just went with all of them. I was basically a vegetarian before I got pregnant. And then all I wanted was cold deli meats. Oh, wow. And you're technically not supposed to have those. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was like, this is so weird. I just, I, I looked into making sure I was eating sandwiches from good places. And I know you love the Emily Oster book, which I, I do spell. right here. Yeah. He helped me a lot to get over this random desire mm-hmm. for cold meats. But yeah, pregnancy stuff is weird. Go with it. It sure is. <laughs> have I'm fun. Listening. Have fun and go with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying my cereal every day. Let's talk a little bit about cannabis helping women with various issues. The two I have here are sex and stress. So a lot of us have, like you were discussing earlier, painful periods. I'm in the same boat as you. I've taken so much ibuprofen that it used to just make me sick. I was like, what am I doing with with this? This cannot be good. This cannot be good for my body. And also just sex. I know there are some lube situations. I know there's women who have issues with libido. Maybe they're having pain. Let's go there a little bit. Tell us some of your insight. Yeah. So I talked a little bit about the endocannabinoid system, which is the Mm -hmm. system in your body that cannabis responds to. And after the brain, women's pelvic region has the most cannabinoid receptors. Wow. Any other part of the body. So that's super interesting for a lot of things that only happen to women, um, especially because cannabis can help restore balance in your body. So super promising, interesting research. Um, Yes. If you're out there and you're suffering and this isn't something that you've explored yet, this might be something interesting to you. Definitely. So like we can talk about cramps first, Mm -hmm. which I think are probably the most common thing that women experience. And they're actually caused by prostaglandins, which are this hormone-like substance that kind of moderate the contraction and relaxation, inflammation. Mm-hmm. So what is is being found in different results around the country, around the world, is that CBD inhibits that enzyme that creates the prostaglandins. So by using CBD, when you have cramps, you're reducing your pain by reducing the root cause. Nice. Instead of just masking the pain, which is what ibuprofen does. Exactly. Yeah. And wow. I, yeah, it works for me every single mm-hmm. month. It's incredible for the the painful cramps that I have. So that's really promising and mm-hmm. helping a lot of women. It kind of works the same way for sex. If you have any pain with sex, it is THC and CBD also kind of bring blood flow to the area. So these mm-hmm. lubes, when you put them on, depending if you have any pain with sex, a CBD lube is really good because it'll help to lower inflammation. And THC lubes, which are only available in legal states, 
increase what's called the vasodilation. So it just brings like more blood flow to the area. More blood flow just makes things feel better. Mm -hmm. And so you're getting this, and this is just a topical benefit. You're not feeling high from any of this. These are totally, totally topical. So that's really fun. I think every woman should have a weed lube in her bedside table. Try it. It's just it's definitely super, super fun. And, and it's a great way to also sort of just connect with your body and see how you feel about things. Cannabis, cannabis for sex. Like when you think about it, if you're going to be inhaling it or using it with an edible is also, that's sort of where more of the like increased libido, lower your stress, get out of your head side of things come. So we actually have a bunch of episodes on cannabis and sex. You can listen to all of them, but I think my main tip is you probably, if you're taking an edible or if you are consuming through smoking, first of all, do it with yourself. Don't start with a partner that you don't know very well. It really is just a good oh, idea great to like tip. see how you feel. Because you want to feel safe as well. Exactly. Yeah. So that's super, super um, important and will help you to just feel more confident when mm-hmm. you're bringing this into the bedroom in another way. And then the other thing is you probably need less than you think. I had this really famous cannabis grower come on the show and he was like, you do not want too much THC, but it'll relax you too much. So this is where sort of microdosing can come in, which is just taking small amounts. If it's an edible, maybe it's two or two and a half milligrams. Maybe it's just one or two puffs of a joint. Like just get a little lift. Start that- Start slow, everybody. Exactly. Yes. Great tips. Have you ever used Quim? Yes. Quim yeah. is an amazing, amazing women-run brand. Yeah. Huge I've had Kayo on the show, the founder. That's awesome. That was one of the best things anyone has given me. Any brand founder that's come on my show, I used that whole bottle up, honey. That whole bottle. It was incredible. My friends love that gift. It yeah. has it has been a very popular one. <laughs> and she, I believe she has a CBD and then the THC one. So if you do live in California... You lucky dog, you. I would recommend all my (laughs) California honeys check that out. And yeah, great present. Great present for a bachelorette or baby shower. It's also, I mean, postpartum sex is something that most people are a little bit concerned about. And it can really help to ease you back into that as well. Because you're just like giving a little more love and support to an area that just did something amazing. Right. And it's one of the hardest things that that part of your body yeah. will ever do. Good to know, actually. I'm uh that's definitely a concern of mine. Try but, the Quim. Yeah. Okay. I'll be calling Kayo up. I'm gonna try to get some products. <laughs> okay, Ellen, I want to talk about sleep. I have had a lot of insomnia issues pop up as I approach my late thirties. The older we get, the more stressful our jobs get the more everything on our plate, I've found that sleep can be harder and harder. And this is something that I know you've talked about and have episodes about. Can weed help us fall asleep and stay asleep? Ellen, help. Yes, it can. It really can. Help us. So (laughs) the question that I always ask is, do you have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep? Yeah, I'm a stay asleeper. I have no problem falling asleep, but I wake up at four o'clock and then I can't get back to sleep. That's me. That's my sleep issue. Staying asleep is my problem. I I don't have trouble falling asleep. And so CBD works really well to help to balance that endocannabinoid system throughout the day Mm -hmm. and help you stay asleep all night. 
So I definitely, definitely recommend starting with CBD. It's easy to get. You can get it Mm -hmm. all across the country. And it it just in that same way of, and a vitamin is sort of abstract because I feel like I take a vitamin because I think I should. And I think it's doing something CBD. You will actually feel the effects. Yeah, It is. It's subtle in the beginning. You have to take it consistently for two weeks to feel anything, sometimes a month. It's a bit of a commitment and an experiment with your body. But sleep is one of the first things that I think women who start a consistent CBD regimen start to feel the benefit from. Wow. It's really interesting that you say to stick with it because I feel like I've done it in the past and I try it for a couple of days and I'm like, this isn't working. Fuck this. And then it never gets used. So you're saying stick with it. Really stick with it. it wow. Sticking with it is what will make it work. Okay. That is so interesting and good to know. What about people who can't fall asleep? THC. Okay. THC has been shown to help people fall asleep fast. And it is, we actually have a whole series we just released on sleep. So you can check out all of the Mm -hmm. ins and outs of it, but it's showing a ton of promise. So you can take it in an edible and edibles will help you. They last for six to eight hours. You can kind of sleep through the whole night. If you really have trouble falling asleep, inhalation helps a lot of women kind of just like lower that anxiety of I just got in bed and I'm not going to fall asleep. I feel like it starts there mm-hmm. and then it goes from there. So CBD to stay asleep all night, THC to fall asleep fast. Absolutely. Fab. What about, is it CBN or C? There's like another, I've tried those. and Yeah, yeah. I've tried that in the past. So there is so little research about THC and CBD because it's mm-hmm. still a federal class yeah. one drug. So there's yeah. just no research. So I CBN is definitely showing promise, but I just, I don't know. There's so little data about THC and CBD that I don't know what to tell women about CBN. Everything with sleep, honestly, you're going to have to experiment. So try it. I mean, if it works, that is wonderful news. It's just right now we're mostly in anecdotal data and and that's really where I feel like CBN is also. Right. Okay. Fair. Good to know. Cause I've that was something I was diving into at some point as well. It really might work. It's just, it's hard to get a lot of information yes. that makes me feel confident in telling you, like, definitely yes. try that. We appreciate and respect it, honey. We don't want anecdotal shit being just thrown around. So we love it. Okay, Ellen, we have so much more to discuss, but I would like to ask you, What's the difference between good weed and bad weed? We say good weed. Oh, and I know we said we were going to say cannabis. And then I would like to ask you, because I I saw you have a a 12 essential strains every woman should have. And I was curious. That's a lot to go through. So you don't have to go through all 12. But maybe hit a couple highlights for us. Because again, if somebody out there lives in a state where this is something they can go check out, maybe they can take some notes and, and do some research and go in and ask. Definitely. So good weed is sort of funny because when I think about it, even I, who host a show for women about cannabis, think of like a bunch of guys on a couch, kind of stone, like, oh, this is such good weed. And I Snoop Dogg. I see Snoop Dogg. (laughs) Or Snoop. It just feels very male. And we're trying to understand things from we're trying to make sure that cannabis is a modern industry and that women have a place in it because it has not 
necessarily been that friendly to women for a long time. So I think good weed is whatever makes you feel your best. And there are very specifically, if you want to get into the plant, you are, when you get the flower, which is what used to come in the weed baggie, and now you can buy it in a glass jar, smelling it is a wonderful thing. Um, It's actually really one of the most powerful ways to know whether you're going to like that cannabis, whatever the strain is, whatever the name is, if you can smell the weed and it smells good to you, try it. If it doesn't okay. smell good to you, it, like, it's kind of interesting to try it and see, oh, do I actually like this? But smelling it is a super, super powerful way to, to feel whether it's going to connect with your body. I love that. And in terms of what bad weed is, there's old weed, there's mm-hmm. weed that's grown with pesticide. The cannabis plant is the hemp plant goes to toxic waste sites and is planted because it sucks all the bad stuff out of the environment. So you really want to know where your cannabis is coming from. It's why it's so exciting that we are entering a legal market because all of these products will be tested and they'll be tested for things like pesticides. If it doesn't look like sort of a healthy plant, probably maybe isn't and try a licensed dispensary if you have access to one. So you're saying if you find a random bag of cannabis that maybe you forgot about, it's been sitting for six months in a coat, maybe throw it out. Maybe don't partake. We're in a, we're in a time of abundance in mm-hmm. the world of weed. I don't like to waste things, yeah. and mm-hmm. but it if you, yeah. It. Hey, you could make a potpourri <laughs> out of it. Yeah, you can make a tea. You can yeah. make a tincture. I'm not very handy in the kitchen, but there are you, definitely you could cook it, decarboxylate it, make butter. Like we have episodes where I talk to chefs who help you do that. So old wheat is actually there are many fun things that you can do with it. Um, oh, I love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Many fun things you can do with old weed. How exciting! Okay, so tell us about some essential strains. So the 12 essential strains are really a guide for exactly the the reason that you kind of described. Like it's different all across the country. Cannabis that's sold in a dispensary can only be grown in the state where it's sold. So even if you try a strain, like I like a strain called Harlequin. If I try it in California and then I go to Illinois, it's going to be different because Mm -hmm. it's plant and it's grown in different soil. Maybe it's grown indoors in Illinois. Maybe it's grown out of doors in California. They're just, I think people understand the terms sativa, indica, and hybrid, or maybe have heard those terms. Mm -hmm. Maybe don't understand them. And it's a classification system that is based on some like very clear plant science. There are two different kinds of plants. A sativa plant is tall. It grows in tropical areas. An indica plant is short and more stout. It grows in mountainous climates. And so the, those types of plants have resulted in strains that have different characteristics. Mm-hmm. A hybrid kind of has a blend. But what's happened over time is that kind of everything is a hybrid. Okay. And mm-hmm. So that's why smelling the weed is so important Mm -hmm. because you just want to find out if it connects with your body. And when you think of sativa, a lot of people will tell you that's like an uplifting. It feels Mm -hmm. like you're getting creative, the Mm -hmm. happy weed. Indica is like in the couch, you're melting, you're Mm -hmm. sleepy weed. And hybrid is kind of like you can function, but you still feel a little high. So it's nice to have classifications and yet those actually might not be real. So it's a hard part of cannabis right now. And a lot of different people are trying to figure it out. 
the reason that we have the 12 strains is to help you figure that out. So if you know these strain names and these are strains that you can find all across the country and you try one and you like it, you can go to a dispensary and say, I really like OG Kush and I really don't like GSC, which used to be called Girl Scout cookies. So like point me oh, in yeah, the direction. That. It's fun, right? Yeah, yeah. And With so the name it, that it better be fun. <laughs> So that's a so that's the reason that these strains can be helpful. It's not that you need to try all 12. It's not that all 12 are going to be perfect for you, but they're giving you almost like a code word that you can use to, if that strain isn't available, you can try another one that you like. We started out with strains that are high in CBD, which I think is an awesome place to start if you're new to weed or coming mm-hmm. back because it's going to have that really fun, balanced feeling. And you may not even feel that high. You may just feel really relaxed. And maybe you're just like, oh, this is how I feel after, you know, I go for a run or I go for a yoga class and you can have a little more and maybe you feel a little bit more uplifted in your head or creative or you want to sleep and that's where you head down. So the strains that I love and I love to recommend that are part of our list, and we have five minute episodes about each of them, are nice. Harlequin, ACDC. Both of those are like in the sort of 20 to 1 to 1 to 1 ratio. So a balanced mix of mm-hmm. CBD and THC. And then there's a really fun strain that we call the Giggly Pot, which is called XJ13. And a, a similar strain would be something like Jack Herrera, which maybe some of your listeners know of. They're just like fun and giggly and yeah. you'll feel good and, and relaxed and yeah, but try and, yeah. and really try and have fun, but also kind of like jot a note down in your phone so that the next time you can ask for something or say yes. like being able to say to a bud tender, I don't like this strain is actually really helpful for them because then they can kind of point you in a new direction. I'm telling you, this is just like if I were to be finding a new skincare routine or a new serum or anything, you experiment and then you take notes and then you remember what you like and don't like. Again, not things I've never done. Instead of me blindingly going in and being like, "Uh, I'll take that one and then having a bad experience. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, yeah. By the way, Ellen, which strain do you think I should? Okay, so I'm obviously pregnant right now and I'm going to be breastfeeding hopefully for a while. But man, I can't wait. I'll keep being like, because I haven't had any cannabis in my body for a long time, it's going to be so nice the first time. It's going to be so nice. It's going to be a while. But what should I get high with the first time? What should be my first do you Which, like to smoke or do you like edibles? Or oh, like- I don't smoke any. My throat is too delicate. I'm a singer and I'm a podcaster. So probably, probably a candy. Yep. Probably some I kind would of buy, little munchy munch. 
Another very popular gift that I give and most people really love are Kiva Camino Sparkling oh, Pair okay, 3 to 1. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A good friend of mine calls them a warm hug. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, do you have any warm hugs? <laughs> that is so funny. I so think they do. They do a lot of fun stuff. They have a bunch of like little It's a great woman-run brand. Yeah. Christy, the founder, actually is also a curly hair. So <gasps> yes. we have bonded about that. She's wonderful and a mom. Yeah. Kiva is a, a great brand. And they're available in other states now across the country too. But I'd say the a three to one ratio, you'll just, you'll feel like a warm hug. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait. Going to be a while, but something to look forward to. My next question, Ellen, we're going to talk about you a little bit because... I feel this is an attribute and we've been discussing your expertise, but I would love to know, have you incorporated any kind of CBD products into your skincare routine or your hair routine? I'm holding right now this, and I've never used this product, but this is St. Jane Seed Drops, vitamin C and 500 milligrams CBD. CBD is such a hot product topically and especially for a skincare. Has that something you've delved into at all? A little bit. I've talked to a lot of people about it and I love skincare and it was definitely very trendy. Yeah. It hit really hard. Everybody started putting out CBD products. So I think that like I have CBD salves, I have CBD creams. I use them on places where I have pain or discomfort Mm -hmm. and they really help like laptop mom wrist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have some great lotions and salves that I use. If I get a bug bite or a pimple, I definitely put the balm on there because CBD helps with inflammation and it lowers inflammation. I haven't incorporated any into my skincare routine. I just, I haven't, I, I like what I use Yeah, this one thing, but I just don't know. I just yeah. don't know about it. Hey, if you've done all this research and you've interviewed all these experts and you're telling us that, then I think that answers the question. That's what I think. I think it's a trend. Everybody jumped on it. Cannabis but, is an amazing plant. It is yes. an amazing plant. Someone might be able to like, and I think it's showing promise with acne because of the inflammation mm-hmm. aspect of it. I have a mask. It's like a cucumber, clay, and hemp derived CBD mask. And I put that on if my skin is like congested. And I feel like I don't use a lot of clay masks because I don't like them to dry out my skin. And there's something about this that kind of just maybe it's the formulation, maybe it's a CBD. It doesn't dry my skin out, but it does kind of help clear up congestion. So I I, I like yeah. that maybe in a mask. I feel like it's sort of for the way I use it and have used it successfully is when something, when your skin is reacting to something, I think it can help to lower the reaction. Yes, that makes sense. Well, I would love to know some of your skincare faves. So I use skincare products from Marie Veronique and okay. Christina Holy. It's a Bay Area country, a Bay Area company, woman owned. Christina is a friend and like this incredible sort of skincare guru who I met years ago. And I have definitely become kind of a devotee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I, Marie Veronique has come up on Ashby before. I love them. I'm very mm-hmm. sensitive to smell. I several years ago tried to kind of take all of the products that didn't show up as really clean out of my system. And she believes in oils and that probiotics are good for your skin. She's just, she's a scientist. And yeah. so is Christina. And they both have just studied skin, the, the science of skin. And 
I am not a scientist, but I am so happy to take their recommendations. And I've tried to use other things and, and I notice a difference. So I think the- that's the telltale. Love. What about your hair? So you are a curly queen. Do you have any hair products that you recommend and love? Because I feel curly, curly gals are always struggling to, to get a product. Curly haired graveyard of products. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know. I feel like I try, have tried everything. For a long time, I used Diva Curl. Mm-hmm. And I... During the pandemic, I started using Olaplex mm-hmm. as a conditioner. The Eels formula okay. is what I've been using now. And I like it. I think yeah. it's good. I really want all these brands to get more sustainable because I get these, you know, plastic bottles and I can't use them or I, know. I don't know. I just feel bad throwing away so much plastic. I think that's what it's called. Eel, yeah. Eels formula. I-L-E-S. Eels formula. Okay. It's in a white like rectangular plastic yeah. thing, but that's been pretty good. I, I, yeah. That's what I'm onto right now. But I do just as a curly hair, I feel like there's this dream of the perfect curl and they mm-hmm. just know how to market to you <laughs> to be like, yep. just try it. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Us straights don't have that problem, but we also don't get to have curls. So <laughs> we do what we got to do around here. Okay. I would love to know some of your self-care rituals, Ellen. What are things that make you, you, that you absolutely have to do every day or every week? That's what Nash Beauty is all about. And I'm assuming CBD is probably at the top of that list. It is. Definitely. I take yeah. the CBD gel caps from this company, Equilibria, that I love. And they're really, really an important part of just helping me feel my best. Mm-hmm. So that's super important. Having THC and having cannabis as a tool, it's relaxing in that way that maybe you don't need to to have it today. Like today, I'm probably not going to have any THC. Yeah. But if I were having a really bad day, I could. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there's something about just knowing and and having all this knowledge. And it, it I get really stressed out sometimes and I forget that weed is so good at lowering stress. And I just need to say to myself, what would you do if you were on vacation today? And maybe that would mean like, taking two or three hits of a joint and writing in a journal and like taking a walk and just sort of like letting the stressors come out of my day. And a lot of the things that I used to do for self-care have been a lot harder over the past Mm -hmm. few years. I have a toddler. It's been a pandemic. I've had a meditation practice for like 14 years, I think. And that also is really an essential for me. I don't do it that long. And I use different apps and I have fun with it. And I love the Chopra app. I love Headspace. I love Chani Nicholas. The horse, the astrologer does amazing meditation. So I kind of like have fun with it in audio Mm -hmm. and do guided meditations. With CBD, I'm a pretty good sleeper. So I try to prioritize sleep because with a toddler, like frustration can just like snap and sleep makes a difference when I can get it. I I feel more patient and able to be present and have fun. And the days are long, the years are short kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just moving my body. I try to move my body every day in some way. And hopefully I can get back to swimming at my gym and doing things that, that have been a little harder with the pandemic. I'm curious, you're sipping tea. Are you a tea gal? Yes. I yeah. I love tea. Yeah. What's I'm really poison? excited to try the Buddha tea CBDs that you've been yeah. advertising on your I wish show. I, I could send them to you because I can't I, drink them right now. Yes. I'd love yeah. them. I, I, I love a CBD tea and yeah. I love the Buddha teas. 
yeah, they're great packaging. That's all I know. And I have some of their herbals and they're great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a huge tea person. Nettle tea, Tulsi tea. I like Mm -hmm. single blend teas more than blended teas. Mm -hmm. And yeah, with my oven being away, we didn't have hot water and I didn't have, I just made it on a kettle. And about a week ago, I finally broke down and bought an electric kettle and I cannot believe that I have not had one. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> tells me that because I've filmed myself making matcha and everyone on Instagram's like, I cannot believe you don't have an electric kettle. And I'm like, do I need one more thing on the counters in the kitchen? No. I would have said, I get it? Same- yes. Okay. It's- you sold me. They have cute ones too. And the one that I have, you can set it to different temperatures for different types of tea. Because <gasps> matcha, you have to keep the temp low. It's amazing. Because okay. the, the biggest that issue, link? of course, yeah. the biggest issue for me is I leave my tea all around the house because it's too hot yeah. when I pour it out of the kettle and then I forget about it. But w- with these electric kettles, you can drink it like, <gasps> within a minute or two. So. Oh. It's been awesome. I'm the same. <laughs> I end up pouring water like filtered cold water into it to cool it down but then obviously then the potency of the tea goes down it's not as flavorful okay ellen drop me that link maybe you <laughs> finally push me over the edge my husband's gonna be like another damn countertop appliance but you know what if you get a cute one it's really awesome i'm supposed to start drinking raspberry leaf tea in a couple weeks because mm-hmm. it's supposed to help i know, mix it with nettle it tastes labor. a lot better oh yeah does it taste bad I think raspberry leaf tea is just sort of bland. Yeah. But when you mix it with nettle tea, it has sort of more of an earthy flavor that I like. Dandelion, you could also mix a little dandelion Mm. with that. Okay. And just put two bags in. I don't work like this. Yeah. Keep it it simple. Sometimes it's a double bag kind of day. Well, it's supposed to, this is anecdotal, it's supposed to help trigger your labor. It's supposed to, Mm -hmm. so... We're doing, we're trying to manifest a punctual birth, honey. I'm going to be doing the dates and the raspberry leaf tea and all my affirmations and my hypno birth. I'm doing all that. So I did all of that too. Yeah. Like a week or two before I delivered, I felt like I was behind and then it just all happened at the perfect time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, he's going to be a Gemini. Hopefully I get why women induce. I only have less than two months to go and I'm like, I get why people want to get this baby out. This is hard. It's hard to be pregnant. I yeah. I did not feel good the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I had a great second trimester, but now I'm just, oh, my energy levels are just low and the uncomfortable feeling and the kicks are wonderful, but they're very strong. My son kicked me under my right ribs yeah. for five months straight and he came out and it's a perfect match for his personality. Oh yeah. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> I, I keep thinking this is going to be the most energetic child. That's what I yeah. have. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, it's so funny. My whole life I've been like, I want a girl because how am I going to relate to a little boy? All they want to do is party and wrestle and jump off chairs and I can't deal with that. And then of course, what do I have? A boy. But the universe is mysterious. There's a reason that this is going to be my son and I'm happy. But okay, I'm buckling up, Ellen. I'm going to get that CBD ready to go. <laughs> I I feel the same way. I have this very, very energetic construction and yeah. noise and jumping. And yeah. know, I like to read. I grew yeah, up with yeah. sisters. Same. So yeah, I'm. the universe is, is sending me a message. It's yeah. amazing. But I just... Yeah. Between my husband and my son, some days I'm like, oh, wow, this is a lot of boy stuff that I have that, to talk yeah. about. <laughs> I, I was like, my little girl and I are going to calmly comb our hair, 
and the quiet. And now, yeah, it's fine. It's going to be great, though. It's going to be so, I'm so happy. I'm excited. It's incredible. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's the most incredible thing that has ever happened to me. It's, yeah. but it's not easy. And being pregnant is hard. Hang in there. Rest when you can. I know everyone says that, but really, this is the time to say, I could get up or I could just stay here. I've pretty much told everyone that I don't do long car rides. So any of my friends that don't live within like 20 minutes of me, I'm like, sorry, I'm not going to see you for a while. I just can't. I don't want to be in the car. My pelvis starts to ache. Yeah, it's I mean, you're growing a human. Yeah. So amazing things are happening inside your body. <laughs> it, it really is. And and I, I all my affirmations say that like just my body's incredible. The fact that it's doing this is is wonderful. Like I love that. Oh, I'm going to read you one. I just got. One of my affirmations that came up, my baby emerges slowly and sweetly. I thought that was so sweet. I've been listening to, it's like practicing. Oh, I did all that. Yeah, I love it. It helps. I think it helps. I'm excited. I'm like, because the day I go into labor, that's when I get to meet him and every contraction brings me closer to that. And so it's like exciting. I'm honestly pumped about birth. I'm not worried about it. I'm scared about raising a child, but the birth, I'm like, bring it on, honey. I'm going to be a goddess. It's going to be incredible. I'm excited. There's still days when I just tell myself, you are a superhero. Yes. Push the baby out of your body. You made that person. You made that person walking around. It's wild. It's so wild. It's going to be amazing. Thank you for everything and all of your insight. We've been discussing your podcast. Please let us know where we can find it, where we can find you, any other information you want us to know, because I know the honeys, my listeners, are all going to want to come check you out. Oh, thank you. Well, the podcast is called How to Do the Pot, and we're Love available. The name. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> How to Do the well, Pot, baby. How to Do the Pot. It's practical. The episodes are short. Most of them are under 20 minutes. And I love that. I was just exploring your feed, and I was like, this is wonderful. You can put one on when you're getting ready or when you're in the car, or just quicker. Yeah, because this is supposed to be fun. We want to help you to make this easy and bring it into your life in a positive, fun way. So yeah, How to Do the Pot. Our website is dothepot.com. And and we're at all the socials on Do The Pot as well. Fabulous. It was so lovely to meet you, Ellen. You too. Next time you're down here, give me a ring. If I'm ever up in the Bay Area, let's hang out. Let's get a little golden. What was it called? You see it by it. We'll get on that <laughs> boat. It's going to be fun. Thank you to all the honeys for listening. You deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And don't forget to cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. Last question, Ellen. Do you cream your neck? I do. Thank God. There was a split second where your eyes, I was like, she's going to say she doesn't, but she came through. I definitely do. Ellen always comes through. No, (laughs) I forget that. Thank you. Your neck looks beautiful, by the way. Oh, working on it.